Life is a roller coaster in itself. The knowns and the unknowns, the struggle, the joys and disappointments, the trauma, the loss, and all the moments in between that seem to come full circle. In the midst of the lives we live daily, oftentimes unexpected curveballs enter into our airspace. Those moments compiled affect us in the physical, immerse themselves within our mental, emotional, and spiritual beings. These moments are powerful and create a story, your story, a story where you can be empowered to thrive and not just survive. This is the Power of the P podcast. Welcome back to our Power of the P podcast. This is Tiffany Cepeda, the host, and I have my amazing husband here, Nelson Cepeda, and we are excited to wrap up this four-part series on abuse, divorce, in the church. I think it's been a really great opportunity for us to talk about some of these taboo, difficult, hard-to-navigate topics within the realm of this subject in particular, and also provide a lot of encouragement and just real raw talk and tips from people that have also been through it and also been through lots of different therapy and um, yeah, kind of come out of the other side. And I'm so excited to kind of wrap up this fourth episode. So it's going to be just kind of nonchalant, lighthearted. I'm really excited about that. And we're just going to kind of tie it all together today and share a little bit of our thoughts as we do conclude this series in general and add in some maybe extra things that we had missed that we wanted to add in in the previous episodes. Well said, hon. You know, and thanks for saying always, you know, hey, amazing husband. And and I appreciate that. Uh, But right back at you. You're amazing for starting this. It's always been your calling to want to help those that, that are in need, whether good, better, and different. And I appreciate that. It's one of the things that I appreciate in our relationship that we can be raw, we can be authentic, we can be open on the things that, you know, there's no time to kind of settle and be okay if you're not okay. You know, there's, there's got to be something to that not okayness that must make you thrive to be okay. And that could be happy, that could be your job, that could be your relationship, that could be so many things that we all, everybody wants to be happy, everybody wants to be loved, everybody wants to be accepted, of course you do. But there are those things, not just divorce, not just you know the abuse, but sometimes we have these internal pains that we can't identify with. And these kind of things, these podcasts, are there as tools to help us identify you know, with ourselves, with others. And um, and I'm just glad that you're doing it because I've connected with you very differently. And um, I'm glad to be your husband. So thanks. Oh, thanks, babe. So sweet. I, I truly do enjoy talking about real life. I think today and today's society and culture, we just finished watching a comedian actually, and he talks a lot about this. He's super real. But I think in today's society, it's so hard to find people that you can connect with on a really authentic basis without either one, being judged, two, being taken or perceived out of context, or three, just, I don't know, I don't feel like it's typically received well because we live in more of this fake society. And I've noticed this trend lately where people are wanting more real content. However, when people put out real content, it's either 
bashed. It's trending towards the negative. It's almost used against them. I almost feel like there's no genuine authenticity behind a lot of times people saying, oh, I just want realness. It's like, no, be real so I can use it against you. (laughs) And um, that's just not who we are. That is not what this podcast at all is about. This podcast is to create that safe space where you can just listen and not have to chat or maybe talk or share with anybody else, but just receive, uh, whether that's wisdom, whether that's advice, whether that's thoughts to help you kind of think outside of the box and stretch your growth or challenge your own, you know, opinions and perceptions and even beliefs to some level on, you know, just life, real life, raw, taboo topics that I think are not talked about a whole lot. So um, thanks for listening to this four-part series so far because honestly, we've gotten a lot of feedback and I really do hope and pray that it has impacted everyone that has listened. And if you know someone that you think it might be an encouragement to, please, please share with them. We would love that. You know, I and, and I want to add to that. Thank you so much to the audience because you never know when you're doing these podcasts and you're being real. Even the comedian we were cracking up at today. The reason why things were so funny is because they were real, you know? And it's, even when they say real things that could be bothersome to others, you kind of dismiss it because it's in a funny nature. But there's some realness to that that makes us laugh. And a lot of times, some of the realness that comedians do is something that we're not willing to do in our real life because it doesn't feel funny. Um, And when everybody laughs, then everybody laughs. And that's okay. You know, it's kind of contagious. And I I appreciate the feedback getting back from our audience telling us to get better and different because it helps us and guides us on what are we going to talk about next? Because it's not just about you and I. Uh, It's not you and Yanira when you guys talk. It's about, hey, this is what we've been through. This is what we felt. This is how it's been real in our life. There's nothing wrong with living and life being sometimes painful, you know, that's, that's okay. But there is a difference when you're painfully living, you know, and those are the things that we want to identify, you know, what can we do to help you in that painful lifestyle that all you're doing is putting a mask on because you're afraid to laugh, you know, you're afraid to enjoy your life. And you feel like if you come out with who you authentically are, then it would be made fun of or, or disregarded or told that that you're not what you thought you were, you know, those things. Those things are painful. You know, when you think you're doing one thing and somebody else either dismisses it or acts like that's nothing, you know, and you're like, wow, I, I didn't even know that. You know, if somebody gives me a gift and I just kind of look at the gift and I'm like, oh, this is great. It's very different than I, I would have never thought to get this for myself. You know, there's just that authenticity, like, wow, I really appreciate that gift and, and the gesture just of getting me a gift. So this podcast is for those that live life and sometimes painful and those that are painfully living that are tired of it, that are exhausted of it, whether it's friendship, whether it's family, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a job. This is just telling you, hey, you're not alone. You are not alone. We all go through that. But it's what you do in your book of life that identifies how the ending comes.
That is good. Yes, I love that so much. And I think that kind of is a great segue into what we're talking about in this series. You know, when it comes to abuse, divorce in the church, these topics that are really uncomfortable typically to talk about, we've done our best to try to make it as comfortable as possible to have this conversation because it's real life and it's people's experiences every single day. And I was just talking to my therapist about that and she even said, today more than ever, and she's been a therapist for a long time, but she's like, today more than ever, you'll see so many more families who are living out that divorced or blended family lifestyle. You know, that's actually become the norm versus people that have been, you know, married once for life. And you can take that and look at it in different ways. But I think because of that, you know, that is the reality. And that's the reality, I think, of a lot of people's lives is how do we, we talked about a little bit last week, if you missed it, but we gave some really practical tips on how to support one another and how to really just love each other where we're at. No judgment, no trying to be somebody's Holy Spirit, but just to love where you're at and just being a good person with a shoulder to cry on you know or somebody that can just be a listening ear you know so many people need to be heard but I love that you talked about everyone's book of life is different and we don't always have to understand everybody's book of life we don't even have to agree with everybody's book of life and I think when it comes to this whole subject that we've been talking about these last four weeks that can be a hard thing for a lot of people to navigate because I think a lot of people want to either one jump on a bag wagon bag bandwagon <laughs> I can't even say my words jump on the bandwagon of uh, agreement and if you know you don't agree with me then I can't I can't support you or I can't be your friend or I can't be there for you I don't even want to hear it instead of just being like hey it's okay we can agree to disagree because we have different walks of life we have different upbringings we have different backgrounds things you've experienced in your life are, are different than what I've experienced in my life even in relationships and we talked about this nobody knows what's truly going on in your home except you and who are we to judge somebody else's life experience you know and uh and instead i think it we need to just work on a little bit more coming to each other uh with a heart of just love and understanding and you don't have to agree to give someone empathy or understanding and you can agree to disagree that is healthy yeah. you don't you don't always have to be the 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 yes person you don't you don't always have to be oh you know what they just uh cut down my boundary and i'm okay with it go ahead and treat me like a piece of carpet no it's okay with saying, hey, you know what? I closed the door for a reason, and this is the reason. And if, in fact, they understand, then that's time for you to open up the door and accept that. That's okay to say, I'm sorry. It's okay to do something that was wrong. And that's okay to have a person tell you that you care about, if they care about you, why it was wrong. Um, and that, you know, we, we talked about, and, and this wasn't on a podcast. This was something just different, you know, about our relationship with family and friends and all that. And... And even with each other sometimes, sometimes I think you're you're thinking one thing or you may be upset at me or something's going on and friends, they don't call you for a long time. That happened just recently to me. Yeah. They don't call you for a long time and you don't call them. It's not because you're not thinking about them. It's not because it's something wrong or they're in a different place in life. So now they're better than you or whatever. It's not that. And then you'll go and reach out to them. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I thought this was wrong. And I, it's, it's so easy to think something's wrong and kind of not want to face it when there's nothing wrong. And you should face that. You know, it's kind of like glass half empty, glass half full. And so 
with these podcasts, they're they're an instrument to show you, hey, you know what? It's okay to disagree. It's okay to draw a boundary. It's okay to not feel comfortable. And it's definitely okay to say something about it. And if it's not okay to say something about it, then this podcast wouldn't even be brought up. Because we're not saying we're perfect. We're not saying that everybody's bad. We're not saying the churches are bad. But we are saying, you know what, if you're going to a church and you're open to everything and you are at a congregation that's huge and you're listening to the word and you break out into these small groups and all of a sudden the small group makes you feel like you're the outcast of the small group, kind of like the small groups are there so you can open up and put your dirt on the table and you're hoping that they assist you on the dirt on the table so you don't feel as bad or think that maybe I don't have much dirt. Whatever the reason why you're joining a small group, usually people do for help. But if you go there for help and you feel worse than when you went, you've got to identify that. And it's not so much about the church, but it could be the people within the church. And usually that's what it is. The church is where people come together to fellowship and to love one another in the condition and where they're at, not where they should be based on what they're telling them to be. That's not that's not fellowshipping. That's judgmental. That is judging another person. And and that can happen in so many different arenas. And, and it does happen in arenas. And we want to tell you that it's okay if you feel uncomfortable. But it's not okay if you feel uncomfortable and are feeling more uncomfortable to say something about you being uncomfortable. We're telling you it's okay to speak about it. Address it. And, and you don't have to address it mean. But you can address it in a fashion that is, hey, listen, I'm being more transparent right now by telling you how I'm feeling because this is how I'm feeling. As opposed to I don't want to be transparent because the little transparency I showed you is making me feel like I shouldn't even be here. That is making you deny yourself of who you are. And and this is what the podcast is about. It's about, hey, listen, it's okay if you don't want to be in a relationship anymore. It's okay if you want to draw a boundary and you need to tell. And it's okay if boundaries change. Life changes. You change. We change. But if you can change together and accept each other where you're at, that's a beautiful thing. That is a relationship. That is relating to one another. That's what a relationship is about. Yeah, and I think finding a good support system uh, is is so important. And that's a big, big aspect in healing from divorce situations or abuse situations is finding your core people that can support you and sometimes it's not your friends and family you know that that was me and that I know that's a lot of people just because there's so many opinions and a lot of times you know if and I'm not saying this is for everybody but a lot of times when you grow up or are raised in the church and and everybody's kind of of that same mentality instead of looking at the heart of a person which not everybody does we should, but um, it, it can be really hard to feel really accepted, like genuinely accepted, not just accepted based on your performance or your actions or, you know, what you, what you, you know, do or don't do in your life kind of a thing. And so find, I, I just really encourage you, find a good support system, you know, and, and ask the Lord. That's what I've done. Like some of the people, when I went through my divorce, for example, I know this happened to you, this happened to Anira, mom, I mean, so many people that I've talked to as well, where people just got to kind of remove people from your life. And that's okay. He removes those that he sees behind the scenes, what's really going on <laughs> that you don't see. And it's actually to protect you. So you can heal, really heal, and you can move forward. And then God will bring in, in his time, the right 
people for you. And he does it every time. Every time he is so faithful like that. And I think it's so important to really ask him, Lord, bring me the right people that you want me to be surrounded by. And stay in line and in tune with him. I think the more that we talk to him, the easier it is for you to, one, navigate life, two, have clarity, and three, really know and have discernment on who is supposed to be my life in this season, who is not supposed to be in my life in this season. Because friends are not always going to be in our life for a lifetime. That's not realistic. People change and grow and that's okay. And so find a support system. Divorce trauma is a very real thing. And I think outside of finding a support system, you mentioned small groups, you know, to talk these things out, which yes, small groups can be great. I have nothing against them. I think it's so important to do life together, but it's also important. Like our pastor says, if it's not a good fit, you don't have to go back. It's okay. Like you, you can find a new small group, you know, try out a different group. It's not, everyone's going to be your vibe. Not everybody's going to be your fit and not everyone's going to be understanding of your season of life. Um, You know, it's funny you mentioned that because. I have went to many churches and um, even with the divorce and and feeling out some different small groups. And, you know, I can't tell you that I haven't been to small groups and and spoken. And and again, the disclaimer here is very simple. We're not judging not to go to small groups. We're just judging based on what happened to us. Okay, this is a a singular thing, not a plural. So if you got a great one, good. We found some good ones, too. But how many times when we go to a small group, we say our piece, we do our thing, we go to church and we feel awkward because we're being treated awkward. That feels awkward because it is awkward. You're not just making this up. And if somebody's trying to make you feel like you made it up or next thing you know, you go to church and now they treat you with more empathy than, you know, you did last week because of what you shared. They feel sorry. Look, you know what? We don't want to be pitied on. I think we just want to be heard. I think everybody just wants to be heard mm-hmm. and 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 heard with no judgment. Just heard on where you're at. You know, sometimes release is the best therapy just to release it, just to get it off. Just to you know what? Just hear me. Sometimes I don't even want to hear any of your opinion. Sometimes I don't even I don't want to know what you think. I just want to talk to you. And we spoke about that just recently. You know, like sometimes a person doesn't really want to hear from you they just want you to hear them and be present you know we even saw uh recently where a gentleman was talking about meditation what it's really about it's not really about just trying to find yourself no it's the ability to kind of like when you're with someone you can be present it's not about you being present it's about you being present for someone else and and sometimes that's all it takes is for you to listen diligently and listen with an open mind, open ear, and an empathizing way, not in a judgmental way. And and those are things that can be difficult, you know. It, it can be very difficult in life. You know, our, our God is is very good. And sometimes we think that if we're going through something bad, then it's because Oh, it's because you don't really believe in God the way you're supposed to. It's because you're not doing the right things. This is happening because, and that's a legalistic kind of way, you know, to try to like judge me on based on, or anyone for that matter, on what you're going through in life. No, sometimes we don't understand that what you're going through is for you, is for you to get to a certain place. It's for you to kind of sit back and kind of like process what's happening, identify what's happening so you can learn your next steps, not so you die digress but so you progress and there's a difference in that you know so i i just think that 
those of you that continue to send our input and, and answers and, and all the things that you share with us, we appreciate that because, hey, there's a there's a quick little saying when you're just kind of being friends and that's I'm talking raw. I feel you, man. I feel you. I, I get it. It's uh, it can be difficult. It can be difficult. That's it. Yeah, it can. And I love that you talk, just mentioned that about, you know, going through hard things. One thing we mentioned on the first episode, I don't know if we touched enough on it, but I did want to recap that in this last episode for this series. But sometimes we end up in it, like relationships or situations or, you know, marriage, things like that. Yes, we choose that. But I think sometimes we choose something that is more of our will rather than what God's will really is for us. And that can that can be like a whole rabbit trail and a, a whole message on itself. So I won't take a lot of time on that. Let's go in that <laughs> rabbit hole, honey. <laughs> but I do really believe in that. You know, a lot of times we make choices unintentionally, you know, that could be harmful. And thinking that it's the right choice why we're we're all imperfect and i think that's a big thing i've had to learn in therapy is not to be so hard on yourself based on your past choices or your past relationships you know you were doing the best that you could with what you knew and believed was healthy and everybody what everybody's i guess definition of what is healthy typically is going to vary and be different based on what their upbringing is and based on what was normal and healthy to them. We always try to do better or be better than what we saw or experienced. And it's not at all to blame our, you know, parents or upbringing or things like that. But yes, all of these environments, all the circumstances that we experience in life, they all pile on top of each other like building blocks. And they ultimately lead us to our major choices. And one of those major choices is relationships, whether that's a dating relationship, you're engaged, whether that's a marriage relationship. And a lot of times we think these are the right relationships. And when they pan out toxic, it's not because God told you to get into that relationship. It's really because this was a choice that a lot of times we make. And I'm not speaking for everybody, but I am speaking in general. This is typically what happens? And then we get upset. We get upset with the Lord a lot. Why? And it's like, okay, it's okay to have our feelings. This is something my therapist always says. It's okay to have your feelings. You can feel anything, but how you act on those feelings is a whole nother thing. And I really feel that same way with, you know, with Jesus. We, he wants us to have those feelings. He wants us to be raw and to talk to him about those feelings, but he also wants us to submit to him in the sense of what is his perfect will. And Lord, did I go on this based on my will, what I believed, what I thought was right, holy, and true? Or is it really what you say is, you know, right, holy, and true for my life and for this relationship? And I think when you can really get down in that nitty gritty in your quiet space with the Lord, we call it the, the secret place, Yes. Um, with the Lord, you know, where it's just you and him, no one else. And you really, if you honestly ask that question, he will be really honest back. And he will be very clear with you on kind of where you went wrong, maybe in this relationship or in this situation or in this scenario. And this doesn't have to just apply to relationships. It applies to anything in life that we go through that we may have some massive bumps in the road. A lot of times those massive bumps are because we may have taken a step into a direction that 
was not actually meant for us. And like you said, God works everything out for the good to grow us, to teach us these lessons because nothing is wasted. But a lot of times I think we can, and I wrote this a little bit in my book, we can guard our hearts better if we were taught how to guard our hearts well. You know, that's that's huge. And because, you know, we've both been through divorces and we guarded our heart in the sense of we learned from that, okay? Nobody, we've said this before, gets married to get divorced. Nobody does. You know, nobody says, you know what, in about 10 years, I can't wait to leave you. And I hope we fight, you know. No, you you don't. You, till death do us part, you know, I do, I do. Okay, rich or poor, all that stuff. But, you know, unfortunately, as relationships grow, sometimes they're growing apart. But there is growth in that, you know. How many times don't we hear that, oh, I just want to do this, I want to... We've talked about this. One of the things that... I, I love your work ethic. I love what you are. But one of the things that has really been um, a challenge is, yeah, you, we have four kids now. I have to go out there, do my thing. Uh, you have to be in here, do your thing. But you're more of a, I want to get out there and work. That's a beautiful thing. But you do what you got to do, and I do. we do it together. But sometimes relationships takes advantage of that. You know, like, oh, now I'm the bird owner. You're going to be home all the time and I'm earning the bread. You can't do this. You can't do that. And all of a sudden, these judgmental things start coming up, you know, like I'm better than you. It's almost like a one upping thing. Like your job is easy. Mine is easier. No, everybody has to partake in what they're doing. And sometimes the emotional struggle of that is actually thinking that one is outdoing the other or one is not doing this and one is not doing that. And if it wasn't for me and it's like, stop the labeling you got in the relationship for richer, for poorer, for good, for bad, sick and all that stuff, you know, and we, we identify with what we're being triggered as opposed to identifying how we met that person and where we're at. And just as much as listen, not for nothing, my divorce was the best thing. Now that I have you, I mean, seriously, they say the grass isn't greener on the other side, but it's like neon over here. <laughs> I, I like love my marriage. I'm like, that's great. But that doesn't mean that my ex, is, I wish that they had a bad life and I wish that they do have a bad life. To me, it's like, you know what? If we had to use each other as a stepping stone because we made a bad choice in coming together, whatever that might be, that that's OK. You know, and that's all right. I accept you where you're at. And you accept me where I Because there was a time that we did say that we love each other, you know. Uh, now that we're not, that's okay. I got it. But that doesn't mean that they're a piece of junk. I'm going to judge you for right. the rest of your life. And those are the things that, unfortunately, even in friendships and in marriages and in all kinds of relationships, we start to start up. You know, you meet someone a certain way and you want to change them into another way. And then you're shocked when they don't want to change. Yet you didn't fall in love with the person that you're changing into. But really, it's your own doing, you know, and, and you have to take accountability. That's really it. Take accountability for your feelings, what you say, how you say it, when you say it and why you're saying it. But more importantly, take accountability of you before you take accountability of someone else. Uh, and that's facts. Yeah. And I also think with that. You know, when you add an abuse situation to it, it's very different. And we both have been in that. And all you can do is own you and know that, okay, I have I given my best in this, you know, and is this healthy? I think that's what we talked about in the, the first two episodes is what is that boundary? You know, I think a lot of people question, what is the line? Where is the line? And I really believe the line is what is healthy. 
and what is unhealthy because if you're going to maintain a a family a dynamic that is constantly unhealthy and very toxic okay then your result is always going to be that and is that the kind of life that you think is honoring to you yourself your kids those that are watching you that you influence and to the lord and if you right into your relationship and if that answer is yes or no okay that's a big you know i think that's a big deciding factor for someone but i always say you know where is the line that's going to be different for everybody but what i can say is we always suggest the line is what is healthy and what is unhealthy you know you have to determine that in your situation but when it comes to just typical you know marital arguments or we don't have arguments come on <laughs> miscommunications <laughs> things like that then yeah absolutely i 100% agree with you on that is you have to own your stuff and i also th- wanted to kind of tie this back into what we were talking about with small group stuff sometimes talking to a small group or a pastor is just not enough and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but you do need more times than not a professional therapist who specializes in the cognitive the behavioral the chemicals everything the background uh things that you typically and a normal person would not think of you know and dive deep into those areas and not a lot of people want that and i think that is something that is so beyond helpful whether or not the relationship stays together you as an individual learn so much about yourself you learn so much about your dynamic you learn so much about um, each other and there's so much healing and clarity i think that comes from that and it's a really safe space now i've also talked to people like well it's been hard to find a good therapist uh and sometimes like a small group it takes maybe a couple fits you know you don't always find the perfect fit on your first time that's why you try one session out and if it doesn't work it's okay to try to find another therapist or counselor that specializes in whatever area it is that you are wanting to get more guidance and professional help in and and you know i want to add to that because it's not like we're sitting here saying everyone needs because they have a mental health issue to go get mental health it's not that but it is saying you know what you have to identify with the things that you may not want to be identifying with uh because there's nothing wrong like we all have like new year's resolutions we want to get in shape we want to eat better we want to live longer whatever it is there's nothing wrong with if you see something that's consistent that is bothersome that's abusive that's bothering you for you to say hmm you get out of one relationship get into another and you find the same problem there's nothing wrong with looking in the mirror and say well maybe Maybe something's going on that I, that I don't know that I need help on. I, I work out to get in shape. I run to have more endurance. I do this and this and that. What's wrong with, you know what? Let me let me ask someone that specializes in this to help me. No different than my am working out. I get, a, I get a personal trainer. I ask the trainer a question. Wait, they should know how my bicep can get bigger, how my tricep should get bigger. Well, I go to a person and say, hey, listen, these are things that I'm working on that really bother me and i know my friend my wife my mother whoever is not meaning this but when they say this this is what i hear and this is how i react i sweat i get upset i i there's something going on go identify it the same way you will get a personal trainer get somebody who's personally specialized in that area to help you get to the next level unfortunately even saying that some people are like there's no way i would because they think well that means i have a problem 
No, it doesn't mean you have a problem. It means that you haven't found a solution to the problem and someone can assist you on that. And that's a beautiful thing because that is growing. No pain, no gain is not just about muscle ripping. No pain, no gain is sometimes, you know what, finding out the pain you've been going through and identifying with it so you can grow. Whether you have to say, hey, you know what? We need to have an exit strategy in this relationship or whatever it is. It's always harder when you got kids, but sometimes we put more weight into what people will think and what it will look like than what's happening inside. And listen, if you feel bad, you know, it's a it's a dumb saying. If it looks like a duck, it flies like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. So you got to identify it. Yeah, that's so good. And I love that you talked about having an exit strategy. Nobody talks about this, and I just don't know why. And a lot of times, things just blow up. And when when I say exit strategy, it's not that you're hoping and banking on this big word divorce or separation or anything like that. But if, in fact, you've been doing everything you can and you're seeking help and, and you just know it's not going down the road to true health and healing, okay? And yeah you might need to consider working something out amicably as best as possible. And it's not, it's not always the case, but for a lot of cases, it is. And especially when you have kids involved, it can be a lot smoother transition because divorce, no matter how amicable you try to make it, it's, deve- it's messy, it hurts, and um, it actually, you lose a ton of friends and support and lifestyle (laughs) changes along the way um i'm just gonna be honest and you really do start completely over and have to rebuild your whole life each each of you do and and so do the kids a lot of times and so um i think having a strategy in place on how you can best make that transition as smooth as possible it helps minimize the already stress that is going to naturally come from healing and from going through and navigating something like that but um, real quick, oh my goodness, I had a thought and it just left my head. Well, then let me share my thought while it comes back to you. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were talking about a lot of things in relationships and so forth and abuse and, and uh, of course, divorce. And we're not, we're not pushing divorce here. Listen, no, we've said it already. Nobody gets married to get divorced. Mm-hmm. But the longer you prolong something that you know is no way out, if you have to get violent or receive violence, or get to the disrespect in a relationship, identify it. And and if you aren't willing to get help, that's a huge red flag that I don't even care anymore. And you have to identify that as well before the next level happens, whether it's cheating, whether it's pornography, whatever it is. And, you know, for men, I would tell you here, I'll say it very clearly, if we need that to be re-stimulated for our spouse or vice versa, something's going on, guys. I I mean, something's going on. You you have to identify that because that should not be a stimulant for you to stay in a relationship or having a child shouldn't be the reason why you stay in a relationship. That's not it. You may have things that are far beyond your understanding on what's going on that's making you go astray, uh, not want to be with your spouse anymore forgetting why you even asked this person to get into a marriage and forgetting why you said yes to the marriage you being a female or whatever so don't deny your pain deny your flesh and identify your pain um it, it's it's hard it's hard to do that why because so much so many times we look at 
what might be seen or what might be judged because of timing grade. I've been with this person 10 years. I've been, what, how's it going to be looked at? My family, my friend, everybody knows us. And I've been here. And you get into this paranoia. And guess what? We talked about it in a couple of episodes before where you start getting into the fight or flight mode. And sometimes that triggers you to not fight for yourself, but to flight from the situation altogether. That is a form of fleeing when you don't want to identify and ask the question that should be asked a long time ago. And I'm not even talking about divorce. I'm just talking about identifying, you know, this is bothering me when you did this. If you've got to always be fleeing, you should know that your relationship is living in a side that is making you be fearful, making you be hesitant, and all those things is not about what a relationship is about. You're not even being true to yourself. How can you be true with another? Yeah, that's really good. And uh, I had a, one of my really good friends, Dr. Chelsea, she mentioned this, and I was like, man, that's so good. She's like, you invest in everything else in your life financially, and sometimes you have to make some budget cuts elsewhere, whether that is your weekly trip to Starbucks, which is now what, six, seven dollars a coffee? It's like crazy. It's gone up. But whatever that is, which easily is, oh yeah, over a hundred bucks a month, whatever you have to do to kind of minimize so you can start investing more into your health or into your mental health to afford that therapist, to be able to, you know, have that true therapy and healing and growth uh like you said to address things that maybe you don't even think need to be addressed because it's not even on your radar uh for healing and growth that is so so important i think that's one of the best investments that you can put into yourself is brain health there should be no stigma around it it's truly having a healthy brain a healthy belief system a healthy way of processing a healthy way of navigating setting boundaries accepting yeah all of it all of it is so important and when you have a solid foundation on your mental and emotional health everything else in your life to include your spiritual health falls into place because if you don't have a healthy emotional and mental processing state of being when it comes to the spiritual side of things that's how a lot of misinterpretation comes because we're misinterpreting and filtering things through this unhealthy belief system and that in itself can kind of take you off course too and make you feel not so solid and stable in a lot of ways but all this to be said I think we want to just kind of conclude this episode with what does restoration look like I think it looks different for everybody but what does that in general feel like and what can that look like for somebody you know simply stated restoration should be about reformation and what i mean by that it's reforming the things that you thought made you happy that really when you did get your help no matter what if it's mental physical whatever you have to have your 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 mental health in 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 the word the simple word happiness are you happy are you excited to get up? Are you excited to be with the person you're with? Relationship or not, are you excited to go to work? Are you happy to go to work? Do you feel peace? Yes. All these things that are identified to you that I'm okay. I'm okay. Things are things are good. We were sitting today. We were just looking at the family and said, man, you know what? Life is good. You know, and, and knowing it hasn't always been good. And there might be times that it might not be good. But right now, where I'm at, I'm good. I'm good. And those are the things that you've got to identify with yourself with. Are you okay? 
Are you good? You know, do you feel okay? Do you have a transparent relationship? Not just with someone else, but with yourself. You know, and that really is when you can see clearly, is when you can process things clearly. You can think, you can rest. There's so much that you can do at peace. You know, when you're not at peace, you can't even sleep right. You, you, you wake up even crankier than yesterday because you didn't sleep right. And then you don't eat right. And then you don't talk right. And then all these things start caving in on you. So restoration is not bad. You're restoring. And if you were happy, it doesn't mean that you're restoring because you've always been miserable. You could be restoring to go back to where you're, there's nothing wrong with going back to that happy place. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is wrong to not want to go back to that happy place because you're afraid of seeing it because you haven't seen it so long. And if you haven't seen it so long, you've got to identify that. And you know what? For me, I got to tell you, I am going to preach religion. I found it with God. I found my happiness with God. And after I found my happiness with God and he showed me a love that I didn't even, it still does to this day, even when I thought he wasn't there, he was there and he would get me off the course that I thought I wanted to have. And he gave me the course that I needed to have. And I have to tell you, when you find that kind of love and that kind of nurturing and that kind of strength, you really feel weak. Why? Because you should know that the strength really lies in your creator. And that in itself makes you be humble. When you hold a child, a child gets kind of limp on you and they fall asleep on you. Why? That's a form of weakness to some, but that is because of contentness. And that's the weakness I'm talking about. I'm not talking about being belittled. I'm not talking about, oh, because I can't, I don't feel, no, I feel content. I feel happy. And that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about happiness. You know, it, when my kids, when they look at us, you know how it is. If they're happy. We're playing ball with them and they're cracking up and having a good time. That gives me peace. You know, if you have peace within you, you can have peace outwards. What's going on inside can be shown externally. But you can't show something externally if you're not good internally. It's just not. It doesn't work. You know, one plus one is always two is not three. I don't care who you are. It's just the way it is. And sometimes accepting that is kind of difficult. Yeah, that's really true. So, so good. And I loved this series. I've loved talking on a whole nother level and kind of diving in and taking it a little deeper and opening up some conversations with both you and Yanira that I don't think we've really talked openly about with other people. And I think that this has been so good and I really know it's been resonating with a lot of you. So thanks for joining in. And I really do hope that you guys have felt encouraged by this four-part series. Stay tuned next week. We have a fun episode coming at you and it's on a whole nother topic. Yeah, this isn't just about motivation. This is about creation from our creator. This is about how it was intended to be. And uh, we just want you to walk in that. That's it. And believe it and achieve it. You guys, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week.